coming to you with the best takes on the most talked about movies in the world today. Whether they're showing on the big screen or you're watching from a streaming service at home, we'll bring you up to speed on the films you need to see. This is Movie Fluence with your hosts, Mark and Trent. Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Fluence. So hey Trent, I was going to say, how are you doing man? well sorry i was waiting for you to like say something i can be honest i literally i looked at it i was reading i was like oh i'm supposed to be talking um yeah i was gonna say that um yeah that i'm glad that you're doing well i was gonna say that uh sorry to everybody who's waiting on the next podcast um we had thanksgiving happen um i had in-laws over it was crazy it was fun um but it was it was a lot it was a lot and uh, trying to balance that with uh, a three-month-old baby, uh, that episode wasn't happening. So, but um, we're good now. We're here. We are ready. Uh, and thanks for your patience, guys. Really. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say, hey, um, have you seen anything new? Anything good? Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch out. I like. This is such a good time for movies in general. I kind of wish that we had time to go over like all the movies and TV shows that are just awesome right now. Um, but I want one show I'm really into is the new wheel of time series. That's on Amazon prime. Dude, um, I... if you haven't seen it and you're into fantasy, it's really good. Uh, the reason I'm was excited about it is cause I read all the books. There's like 14 of them. Um, I'm not, that's not for everyone. So if you're not into that, long storytelling then you don't need to start but you can watch the show now so there i think it's we're through five episodes um and it's very different from the series itself they're they're adapting it and speeding the story up but it's really good so far um i've heard that the budget is enormous that they are uh trying to make this kind of like a game of thrones tiered um show and so far i've been pretty impressed have you seen it at all mark no so i I haven't seen it at all but what's so funny is i keep getting like ads for it just constantly nonstop. and um i read an article about it and uh, it was it was really interesting uh kind of how they um talked about it they were like uh yeah you're you're either gonna freaking love it because you're a diehard fan or you're gonna be like this is so dumb And uh, I was kind of like curious why they had that feeling. And they're like, I'm a diehard fan. The the guy who wrote the article, he's like, I'm a diehard fan. I didn't like how they kind of like deviated from. um, Yeah, they deviate very. Yeah, they deviate hard. (laughs) Well, And and so but, you know, for those who are in the know, Wheel of Time is like a long effing series. It is so long. And, you know, you can't just you can't treat it like the books. You got to give it. You know, you got to give it some air, obviously, and not like speed through. But to wait as long as you would need to wait for the Wheel of Time, I mean, to do everything, it would take too long. So, yeah, it they it's a I think it's going to be 10 episodes this season. And they I've heard they are hoping this is an eight season show. So they are in it for the long haul. I mean, it's popular enough. Yeah, it is. It is super popular right now. Um, Amazon threw down hundreds of millions of dollars to make it. 
And I think that, yeah, if you've read the series, you might not like it as much just because there are a lot of things that change. A lot of people's favorite characters are differently portrayed. Um, there's a lot of plot points that are kind of important at the beginning of the show, uh, the beginning of the books, I should say, that are not really included in the in the show. Sorry, we're spending a lot of time on this. But I think that the adaptation, the way they're telling the story is really interesting and i yeah. think it's a lot more accessible for someone who's never seen it also um rosamund pike is is kind of the lead actress and she's she's a kind of a big name um but she's really the only main cast member that is really big time in the united states uh most of them are new are brand new yeah. like young adult brand new actors and actresses onto the scene and they're doing a really great job i think so yeah, if you're in, if you're looking for a new show and fantasy is, you can palette it. Some people can't, but if yeah. you can handle it, then it's a great show to check out. Yeah, and and I was gonna say, great show, Red Notice on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's got a great cast. It's got Ryan Reynolds. Um, we've got The Rock. Um, we got Gal Gadot. Um, apparently, it's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Um. <laughs> You know, obviously she plays as Wonder Woman, but uh, we we all know Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. But um, you know, honestly, it was such a weird cast to me. I was like, what? What is this? I was like, who? Who put all these people together? And uh, from what I've been told, it's pretty good. It's a, yeah, it's I want a, a heist comedy. Yeah, I kind of want to watch that as well. Um, another show that's out on Apple. And this will be the last I touch on because I don't want to waste too much time here. Mm -hmm. um, is the Shrink Next Door with speaking oh, with of Will weird cast with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, and it's a drama. It's not yeah. a comedy. Well, I mean, there's obviously just because those two guys are in it, there's some funny moments. But like, I watched the first right. episode, and it's it's not a com. It's like a serious show. Well, and, and I'll I'll tell you, I've kind of put been putting my ear to the ground too, trying to like you know, listen to some new shows or whatever that one popped up. Right. I kind of was interested and, uh, this is nothing to do with, you know, neither here or there, but, um, what's really sad is, and this is just kind of some like uh, industry drama, but, uh, you know, obviously Will Ferrell's in the movie, but, um, they, he had a, a guy he worked with in Hollywood. Got to find his name. We're we're spreading the the good gossip here on Movie Villains tonight. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, I think it was. He's got basically he had a buddy who did all of his movies, produced all of the movies with him, right? And um, you know, essentially what happened is they had bad blood, like super bad beef, and they're like almost no longer friends, essentially, and. Ooh. Yeah, and it was crazy because I had read an article from the perspective of, of the friend, right? The producer friend who had been working with him for basically like, you know, 15 years and was like, yeah, I didn't even get a call for, you know, uh, wow. for the for the show, um, nothing. And they're not even on speaking terms. And I was like, dang, like, that's crazy. Also, believe it or not, Will Ferrell and Jon Favreau are like not friends. Like, that's another thing I didn't know. Uh, they actually beefed him and Will Ferrell beefed super hard on the set of Elf. And ever since then, they have never been like cool. Like, so. OK, but here's stuff there. But 
Let's be real, though. Maybe they should make another movie together regardless because Elf was an all-timer. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because you watch Elf. And again, speaking of we're in the holiday season, right? You know, and uh, we watched Elf just recently. And, and yeah, I got done watching it. And I was like, man, this is this is an all time great movie. This, yeah. this movie will be a good movie when my children are adults. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be good for a while, you know? Yeah. So anyways, off that for topic, sure. but. We're really excited for things that are coming up. There's some really good movies, really good TV shows. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to kind of open the floor up to Trent here. He wanted to make an announcement about some kind of different formatting that we're going to be doing. So, Trent, if yeah, you take that so, away. Um, we, based on some feedback, both that we've gotten externally, but also um, kind of some thoughts that we had talking with just amongst ourselves and with our new producer, um, Camille, who we'll shout out at the end. She's helping us with some of the sound editing and stuff. So shout out to Camille. Um, talking with just kind of all of our discussions uh, that our podcast episodes are a little long. And we understand that some of you don't like the the extreme length of the podcast. And I use extreme with quotations. Uh, right. You know, I know some anyway. of you guys just want a short kind of deal. So. Yeah, so what we're going to do, and uh, and, and there's been confusion about, like, are we a spoiler podcast? Are we not doing spoilers? So here's the deal. Short and sweet, because we've already, I said this now, and now we're beating around the bush and going on tangents. But the new podcast, we're going to be making um, short videos after we leave the movie theater. Mark and I, either both or one or the other, is going to be making short videos of our initial thoughts after we see the movie. Day of, like, we're walking out of the theater, we're sitting in our car, we're going to make a little two-minute video about whether you should see the movie or not. If it's good, whether we liked it, what we liked in it, what we didn't, all spoiler-free. No spoilers. This is just initial reaction, what we think, You're not if you should see the movie. In that. You're right. just going to get how we feel. Yep. And then this podcast, instead of going into, like, whether you should see the movie or not, will be a much more in-depth, spoiler-filled... Um, analysis. Analysis, yeah. Analysis. I mean, we might still talk about if you should see it or not. If I mean, you can listen to the spoilers if you choose. But um, just, yeah, what we liked, what we didn't, and kind of dive into some of the topics like characters and things. And we're not going to try to go too deep. We're not going to get, like, super metaphysical or anything or, no. or, or, like, go into art, like, art criticism of the whatever you know you know what i mean so yeah that's what we're doing um and this is going to keep the episodes of the podcast much shorter and still kind of produce a different type of content if you just wanted to know if you should see the movie or not so that's all i have honestly man hey yeah i i'm excited for that and i'm sure a lot of you who are listening um and for those that are going to be watching on youtube probably like that a little bit more um and because i know that you know spoilers aren't fun Right. For some of you who watch the the show and we're glad to do that for you. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't want you to not be able to listen to the podcast if you haven't seen the movie. And I don't want you to not be able to listen to the podcast if you have seen the movie, because it's just all stuff you already know. So, like, we're going to we're going to give you a little bit of both. It's all preference. Right. I've got a, I've got one of my best friends uh, who he loves to get things spoiled. And I, I think he's weird. But yeah, he's totally okay with me spoiling movies. So, you know, if you're one of those people, then watch the podcast. Okay. 
anyway, without any further ado, we've already spent a fair chunk of time not talking about the movie we're, we're reviewing. But yeah, so long story short, this episode will have some spoilers. We're not going to go super crazy. Um, but if you haven't seen Encanto yet and you are not sure... I guess if you haven't seen it and you don't want anything spoiled, then don't listen to it. If you don't care or you've already seen it and you just want to kind of chill and talk about it, then this episode's for you. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, Mark, why don't you tell us about the movie? Yeah. Encanto. Um, a lot of things to say about the movie. Uh, I I'm just going to start off with that. I did like it um, initially. And I'm just going to say that uh, beautiful visuals, beautiful colors. Um, everything is super bright and happy for the most part in this movie. And so is the main character. Uh, her name is Maribel and she is sweet, sweet, sweet. She is played by the same actress who plays as, uh, detective Diaz on Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, and, uh, I didn't know she can sing so well, so that was kind of a shocker, but she did great. And, uh, yeah, honestly, this film focuses a lot on family. And specifically focuses a lot on a family that has pretty extraordinary things happen to them. Uh, if you want to kind of jump into that, you can take the take the wheel there, Trent. Yeah. So um, the 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 movie revolves around the Madrigals, and they live in Colombia. Um, and one thing I really liked about the just the world that they live in my 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 dad lived in Colombia for a time, um, and he he picked up some like of their just cultural uh cultural i guess i don't know gestures and idiosyncrasies and stuff that they do um one of the things that i thought was really interesting is when they point they don't use their finger they use their lips almost like they're just like puckering at something and they do that in the movie which i thought was super unique and like a cool little charm of like i something didn't notice that yeah it, and there's things like there's things like that if if you aren't know south america and some of the cultural like things that they do, they, they, they show it very well. Like the people themselves, um, act very South American. So really cool little bit about that. Anyway. So this family lives in Colombia in a kind of protected by magic location. Um, and the magic comes because of a special gift that this Madrigal family received um, because of the sacrifice of, of their grandfather. And as part of this magical gift, this candle, a magic candle, bestows a blessing, uh, a gift, a miracle, on every Madrigal child. So if you have the Madrigal blood, you're going to get a gift, a magical gift. They all do different things, and they're all supposed to help their little community. Um, but it kind of gets turned on its head when uh, one of the daughters mirabel does not get a gift she tries to get it and does not get one so Which, that causes a lot of problems well and, and it causes problems because no one before her has ever had this issue right she's she's the first one in the madrigal family that to have uh no ability no gift right um and you'll learn this later there's a little bit more context in the film but apparently uh, this was foretold. Um, there is an uncle that she has uh, whose name is Bruno, and he goes missing. Uh, and apparently one of his gifts 
was he had the ability to see the future and essentially look into what was to be, right? What was to come. And uh, he foretold essentially that, uh, you know, uh, Mirabel, essentially she would, she would either ultimately destroy the Madrigal house or like bring it together. Right. That's like the whole, the whole deal. And so as soon as she didn't get her gift, it was like, boom, they, it was code red. Code red. This is a confirmation. And so her grandmother, who is like the most Latina, like matriarch ever invented in Pixar history, uh, immediately begins to panic. Um, and basically puts her on lockdown. Um, they have like a nursery where the kids stay at before they get their own rooms in the Madrigal home. And so, you know, Mirabel is like, you know, 18, 16, maybe. And she still lives in the nursery and it like with, is with the children, with the kids. Yeah. So it's like super sad because it's like, she also cannot like grow, right? Like they're like limiting her because she can't have an ability she didn't get a room in the house so in a in a lot of ways they they put her down um long story short um mirabel starts noticing that there are not only cracks in her family like metaphorically but also physically like the house itself begins to crack and that's kind of what leads us into the story which is mirabel discovering why this is happening and how it involves her so, uh, and Trent, you can kind of go into a little bit more with that. So, yeah. Um, well, one, one thing that's, I found interesting about, uh, obviously you talked about the, the matriarch of the family, the abuela, she, her, her biggest thing, like it, it, the whole movie revolves around the optics around the Madrigals. She wants the yeah. perfect optic. So, she always wants all of their gifts on full display where the rest of the townsfolk can see them helping. And so with Mirabel not having a gift, they just kind of, she's just kind of there. They, they, most of the family loves her and respects her, but they, she's just less than them. She doesn't have the gift. Um, and it really, I, I, I think that something that's important that doesn't get, this isn't just something they're born with. They have a ceremony to get these magical powers. And so the fact that there was a ceremony for her with the whole town in attendance, a big festival, a big party, and she doesn't get her gift, that looks really bad to the grandmother. Oh, man. Um, and and it, it's kind of funny because I feel like this is how it is with a lot of people who are special um, in real life, not with magic, but just with anything. I think right. that... Like if you're super gifted athletically and you're going out and people are coming out to see you perform in a, in a game or something and you don't do up to your standard, I think that people, I think that the person who is not performing themselves, the special person feels worse than people actually perceive them. Um, I don't think that a lot of people in that town Oh, Mirabelle didn't get a gift. Okay, well, that's weird, but whatever. We go on with her day. She's just one of us. But for them, for the special family, for the Madrigals, that's really something. They don't, they, I think they, the perception is what they care about. They want them to be seen as, as the magic family. And when that doesn't happen, it causes quite a stir just internally. So. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and again, it, it, that, that sort of that mentality, right. Of like the appearance of making sure everything's okay. Right. Like nothing's wrong. Right. That perfection that uh, her abuela wants so bad uh, ultimately causes a rift, not just with Mirabel, but like you come to find out eventually it also got in the way between, you know, her, her uncle, Bruno. Um, and, uh, you know, her family, what's funny too, is they, and they don't really touch on this too much, but this is more inference by you as the, as the viewer, that same pressure that Abuela has for, you know, Mirabel and for the house and for the town, she's putting that also on her family, like the other members of her family. Um, Mirabel has a sister who knew her name is Luisa and her ability is that she's like super strong, like, I mean, superhuman strong. Right. And so, you know, she starts to lose her powers because of this, this rift, like in the home and, uh, and in the house. And then eventually what ends up happening is she's like, I felt weak. Right. And this causes like a horrible, like. Uh, existential crisis right because if she's not if she's not strong that who is she right if if she's yeah like what who who is she if she if she's not strong if she's weak then she's not being louisa right and what's really sad is mirabelle was trying to like cheer her up and then abuela saw her in the film trying to cheer up louisa and immediately thought nope don't touch this like don't you dare mingle with this because you are the problem right that's the whole issue and so um eventually and I, i'm gonna make sure that we don't run through this take up as much time as we need to with the whole story but long story short they find bruno's tower because every room is kind of like an extra dimensional space so it doesn't really like it's not really like a room it literally is like it could be as big as you want and, yeah uh, bruno had like a literal tower that he like went into yeah. to like have like it almost like an indiana jones type yeah like cavernous yeah yeah and so they go find this thing where there was this like prophecy that uh bruno had done that obviously shows me at a bell and then they bring it back and abuela's trying to get one of the daughters or the granddaughters to marry this guy in town to grow their lineage and it's i won't lie and i'm gonna say this right now a lot of the things that happen in the movie are are purely for plot convenience. And so, and me and my wife were talking about this the other night cuz she saw it with me. And she was like, "Why did why did that happen in the film specifically with um you know, uh um I have to ask her again cuz now I can't remember. But essentially she was like she, we were both kind of like itching our heads cuz there were a few things in the movies that were or in the movie that was uh kind of kind of a plot hole, right? And obviously a movie with a plot hole doesn't make it a bad movie. No, I mean, look at look at uh, anything that's coming from Marvel. I mean, there's plenty of plot holes and they're still fun, good movies. <laughs> right. But um, but, you know, it was just kind of like, hmm, you know, a lot yeah. of it, a lot of it's plot convenience. Yeah, I was just going to say, going back to the the pressure and stuff, Bruno himself, who is portrayed through half the movie to be this. Scary I guess guy. this outcast, this like horrible person. They don't even speak about him in the family, um, which is very like novella esque. <laughs> but uh, he turns out to be a totally okay guy. And actually, 
I wouldn't even go so far as being okay. I I would say tragic. It, like there's yeah, a, he's a nice guy. There's a scene where there's a little split in the wall where he can watch his family eat. And he made a table and drew a plate on it that said Bruno. It was, and, and for all those that don't understand, he literally is living in the walls of the house. So he didn't go anywhere. Literally, he was just so like outcasted and hated by the city and by his family that he was like, I'm just going to go into hiding. And now he just lives in the walls of his house yeah. with the rats. <laughs> yeah, it it's but like his gift was that he could see the future and he says it himself. Well, everything I see is always bad, which is okay. I could see where there would be a negative perception of that, but they drove him out. They abuela exiles him because he foresees that Mirabelle's not going to have a gift. (laughs) Like it's messed up. It really like, they don't like his gift that the magic house itself gave him. So we're just going to exile you from the family and like strike your name from our records. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, and you know, what's so funny is the movie has a good message, you know, and that message is just because somebody doesn't have the same gifts as you, or if somebody doesn't meet your your criteria, your standards, right, doesn't mean that you push them away. Actually, that means you should probably pull them in closer, you know? Um, and that's kind of and, what happens in the movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, and the thing I was going to say is that at the end, the theme is not so much that the normal person is the one that saved the day. I mean, even though she was. I think the theme was... The abuela was the one who was breaking the house, not Mirabel. Like everyone thinks it was Mirabel's fault and the abuela kind of pushes that narrative. But Correct. in the end, it was abuela's fault because she was the one that was driving the rift. She was creating the cracks, you could say, in not only the house, but in the family. So, yep, 100 percent. And so and that and that's kind of how the movie comes to a close is uh, House Madrigal, their home basically falls into shambles because the magic dies. There's this candle that we talked about and it burns out and the home basically crumbles into pieces because of this, this issue, this, this lack of love essentially, which is what's causing it. And so uh, it actually, there's a huge crack that forms around this wall for the entire city town. I don't know. They they don't really specify how large it is, but it's it's fairly, (laughs) fairly big. And so they're able to go outside or no, they're able to, I don't know if it's outside, but they're able to go to the Creek or the, the river where her abuelo died. And it kind of has this moment where their abuela is like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, sacrifice is important. And like, I haven't been thinking about how you're sacrificing because you don't have any abilities and you've been trying your best for, for you to to make me see you, right? And mm-hmm. you know, and bop bop bop, it's all happy ending. They rebuild the house and it's over. And yeah. that's kind of where I'm I have a bone to pick with this movie. And oh, I was just wanting to say that I had a bone to pick 
with oh. this movie at this specific juncture. But why don't you go ahead? Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll quickly <laughs> I'll wrap up my piece. But my bone to pick with this movie is, and and this is actually why I don't like musicals very much. I like musicals, okay, but they're not my favorite form of uh, entertainment because I don't like. Sometimes I don't like when things just get magically fixed, right? And and I feel like this movie kind of did that in a way. Maybe I'm being too harsh or too critical, but uh, it was just like. We've learned our lessons. Yep. And then the house just gets fixed up and everyone loves Mirabelle and everyone loves Bruno. They don't address the harsh criticism that Bruno basically endured for like, you know, 10 years. They don't address the issue of him living in the house like a freaking rat. You know, I feel like there was kind of some injustices for some of the characters. Um, It wasn't really resolved properly. No, no, it wasn't resolved properly. And, and, you know, ultimately the movie was good. Okay. It was a good movie. I'm not saying don't watch it. Okay. I just think that it's a fun kids movie and that's about it. And Lin, when Lin, uh, Lin, well, Manuel, uh, Miranda. Oh my gosh. If I can speak English and say his name, uh, he did all the music, right. And the songs were great. I loved the songs. You know what I mean? They were awesome. Um, but, you know, it just didn't necessarily settle well with me, kind of some of the resolutions, but that's about it. Yeah. But good movie. I was going to say the the thing, the big plot hole that I think I was waiting to be solved the entire film was what is going on with Mirabelle's powers? Why doesn't she have them? Exactly. And also, this is what Brianna and I talked about. Does Abuela have powers? No, <laughs> never addressed. Abuela has, Abuela has the candle, so I, she. I, I guess also she's got a room, like, but no powers. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah, so that's that's that that like that's the thing is like. The movie happens in it's resolved and everyone's happy. Abuela realizes she was wrong and then she loves everyone again. Bruno's invited back. The house rebuilds itself. But Mirabelle still doesn't have powers. Everyone else does. And she still doesn't have a freaking room. No. Is she just going to still be in the nursery? Like, what's She's happening here? in the nursery, baby. So, that's, like... That's her life. Like, I, I think that... I don't know. This probably wouldn't sit as well <sighs> with the kids. Maybe maybe this was pitched in, in the, the powers that be at Disney. The almighty Disney executives struck this down in the interest of like selling children. But I think a really good ending would have been the house rebuilds itself, but none of them have their powers anymore. In the shadows at the end of the boardroom table, you just see like this little nose puppy. And you like, no, it won't do. We have to change the ending. It's too, <laughs> it's too real. Well, uh, Mr. Mouse, uh, <laughs> may- maybe we can go on. Hey, go on, Greg. What are we going to say? Cut me off. Say it again. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, Greg. Look at Toy Story. That's my masterpiece, Greg. I'll slap you, silly. And then everyone gets really quiet. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner where people start talking about politics. It gets really uncomfortable. I I don't know, dude. I, I, I think that, you know, yeah, it's a kid's, it's a kid's movie. That's it. Yep. It's a kid's movie. Yeah, I I think just as an adult, I was like waiting for this nice resolution that catches me off guard. And that was just unfulfilled. But 
in terms of like, I mean, I'm like in terms of what I th- I think the movie was good. Like yeah. the movie was a good movie. Sam, um, the music was amazing. The movie music was amazing. The visuals were spectacular. Yeah. Um, I was talking with with Mark. Uh, we looked at the director. Um, there was two directors, Jared Bush and Byron Howard, and they directed pretty much all the major Disney exclusive animated films over the past like decade. Not Pixar. So we're talking non Pixar. We're talking Moana, Frozen, um, Zootopia, all of these great movies. And so if you look at that, this movie in the realm compared to all of those, it's, it's right there. Like those are all great films. Um, I don't think this one's at the top, but I don't think it's at the bottom. I don't know. I don't know what the bottom would be, but it's, it's just, it's a good film. If it's yeah. your kids will be able to watch this on repeat in your living room, probably 75 times. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but there's, and, You're and not they, gonna they feel any more fulfilled. They designed the music to be that way too. They like we don't talk about Bruno that song like super catchy. Like I'm still finding myself singing it in the house. I'm like we don't talk about Bruno, no, no. And I'm like, oh, that's a good song. <laughs> I I like it. Like that's good. And then I and then you know and and then I think back and I'm like, okay, then maybe the movie's not so bad. Maybe I'm being critical, like way too harsh, right? But but it's funny because you bring up all those other films, right? And then I don't I don't want to give it a pass, you know? Because then you see movies like Moana. Okay, great story, great resolution, right? You know what I mean? Like she gets her yeah. people to become, uh, uh, you know, travelers again, right? And it's a, a female empowerment, and like you know, she's a girl, and she's gonna do this, and she's gonna save her society. You know, and, and um, you know, same thing for, for a lot of other Disney movies. Great stuff. And, uh, yeah, this is a good movie. Just, it's just not, it just doesn't really hit all the way for me. So. Okay. Yeah, I think the same. So do you want to give it a grade? Yeah. Uh, you know, look, I'm going to be fair. Okay. I'm going to be fair with this one. Because I was kind of harsh. I was, uh, when I initially, before we did the podcast today, I was like, it's a C for me. Right. And I was like, wait a second. That's that's too mean. That's mean. And, and you know, because, look, the, the whole point of this film is it's made for children and it's supposed to be fun and whimsical and, and exciting. And Mirabelle is a great character. All the character designs were fantastic. I mean, outwardly, it's a good movie. So I'm going to give it a nice little B. Yeah. B for me. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to also... I was kind of hoping to be swayed one way or the other because I like when that happens during these episodes. But, right. But I'm going to give it a B as well. Um, maybe a B plus. If there was like a, in halfway, like a B, a B point five. B point like, five. Like a halfway between a B and a B plus, maybe right there. Like it was a really good movie. Um, Disney does a great job. Like it's not, it's worth your money. And like yeah. I said, your children will watch this movie so many times you will know it by heart. It's just that's the way they make them. But compared to Moana, I don't think it's as good as Moana. I'd like Zootopia more. Probably about on t- on tier with like Frozen 2. Like there's good moments. There's great music, great visuals. And that's that's what you're getting. So I'm going to give it a B, maybe somewhere like close to a B plus. And I love, then I love B.5. 
I love that. Because it's like, look, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to overpraise it. But like, it was okay. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and to be like, I, to talk about this rating system real quick, too. Like, I, my opinion is an average movie is a C, right? That is a passable movie. You see it once. You probably don't see it again unless you, like, have nothing to watch on New Year's Eve and it's on TNT or something. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's it's, an average, it's an average movie. Like, you, you see it, you're like, okay. I'm, I don't regret seeing that movie. It was okay. A B is a good movie. A B is a movie you'd see again. And an yeah. A is a spectacular movie. So I, a I B like to a B a, plus. An A is buy the fetching DVD and keep it in your house. Yeah, like, right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, have that's we, what I we think. We failed a movie. We did, didn't we? Oh, a hundred percent. What? What was we the did movie a couple that we of failed? Them. Uh, well, the one most, the most notorious was 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 Cats. Cats. <laughs> If you haven't watched our cats episode, please do. It's just oh. that brings joy to my heart every time. I, every if you've seen cats, you will. It it's so much better than the film. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> our episode is better than the movie. Oh my uh, gosh! Anyway, yeah, yeah, but back to yeah, just wrapping up in Canto. Good movie. Um, yeah. not not perfect, but your kids will love it, and that's what matters and that's what disney wants so and that's what pays the bills that's that's what that's what keeps their pockets nice and full so anyways um yeah i just want to say before we we head out guys thank you so much for listening um you know if you haven't already noticed we're on spotify and soundcloud as well as um apple i or sorry itunes music or podcasts um in addition i just want to give a big thanks to camille um, she is our producer. She is our editor. She is a you know amazing. She created our our uh, intro. So when you she might see, be the hottest woman in the world. You know, and, and Trent would say this because he's married to her. So <laughs> you know, that's I mean, and and that's why I'm a li- I'm a little biased, but yeah, I was gonna say a little biased. You know, so but uh, I just want to say again, thanks, guys. And then Trent, uh, if you want to drop the socials, that'd be great, man. Yeah, so um, find us on Facebook. We are also on Twitter, although I am still in the process of building that one out. So please follow us, but it's pending. Um, also, for as far as where you can find this on this podcast, especially if you're listening on one channel and you want to find us on more, we are on Twitch. Mark streams this as we record it. Every week, baby. Every week. The recording... The video recording can be found on YouTube. We're also on um, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Um, our our host site is SoundCloud, but you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever's convenient. Um, but I, yeah, I just want to say thanks. We are our schedule going forward um, with the holidays is going to be kind of tricky, um, but this is also the best time for movies. So we're going to do our best to get an episode out every week. Um, if you have anything you want to see specifically, give us you know, a shout out, um, let us know and we will do our best. If not making a full podcast episode, maybe making just a quick video, um, reviewing it. We watch movies and TV shows all the time. So we're here all the time, baby, all the time. Alrighty. Well guys, again, thanks for listening. And, uh, you heard it here. Movie points. See you later. Goodbye.